All right, so Infinity War made 257 opening weekend mm-hmm. domestically. What is your prediction? Well, <laughs> I'm saying about 275. <sighs> okay, 275. That's a good number. Yeah. That's a good number. Ah. Uh, Hear what? Just let next week nobody wins. We just. Nah, I have to win. Um, <laughs> I just... I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for broke. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Avengers is gonna be the first movie in history, three hundred million dollars. Wow! Opening weekend. Okay. That's what's gonna happen. Bold. Um, I'm gonna. It's, I mean, it's possible because the hype for this movie is is ridiculous. Never seen anything like. That. Yeah. Today is not the day for mishaps. But it is a day of sweet jazz music. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Money Refinanced. I am one of your hosts, Damien Levy. With me, as always, Shauna. Shauna, how are you doing? I am fine. I'm glad that you're fine. And I would love to ask you more about your weekend, Shauna. Well, but we have no time today for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll ask you I'm, really quick. Just I'm, one. I'm sure you have a sweet story to tell me, but I don't not really this weekend. A, I don't really have a, I, I, The only story I was going to tell you is um, my um, experience walking in to see Endgame. But um, I'll get to that when we talk about that movie. And uh, yeah, we're going to rush with the show today, folks. So we're running a little bit late and we both want to go watch Game of Thrones. Uh, so we have just a few things to talk about today. We have the top five box office, as usual. One or two news stories. And uh, I think that's about it. We have the Men in Black international trailer. And there was another trailer for Gemini Man with uh, Will Smith. And younger I haven't Will seen Smith. the first trailer. I need to watch it. I forgot to watch it, didn't I? For Men in Black? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's all it is for today. And, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit flustered because we have a lot. We, I just need to get through this really quickly. Uh, sorry for the short show and for the rushed manner in which I'm speaking, but I'm just going to tune out that sweet jazz music really quickly. Usually the sweet jazz music calms me down, but this week I'm just... I'm, I'm, high on energy mostly from watching Endgame. one of the greatest movies i've seen in a long time but that's probably i don't want to give too much away of how we felt about it but um this is quite a weekend for the box office this is probably going to be the most important box office weekend uh of the entire year uh, which is why i want to get to it really quickly so uh first things first mm-hmm. let me see let me see where's the box there we go uh so if you're not an idiot you probably know who was at number one this year? Well, that's kind of mean. You don't have to be an idiot. If you, if you yeah. know anything about <laughs> movies and what's been going on, uh, you know what the number one movie is this week. We still have to go to the top five to see who mm-hmm. was in five through two. Uh, at number five, which was at number two last week, we have Shazam. Mm-hmm. $5.5 million this weekend. $131.1 million domestically and worldwide. Uh, let me just try and bring that down. Oh, no. I've, I've broken it. Um... I believe it has something like $300 million uh, worldwide, $350 something million. So it's definitely beaten its budget, which is a budget of $100 million. Uh, let me see, Shazam. Yeah, $346 million is worldwide numbers for Shazam. Mm-hmm. So um, not, you know, I mean, it's definitely better than, uh, I don't know if it's better than they expected. I mean, they gave it a low budget, so I'm not really sure. I think they expected much more, though. Yeah, it definitely took a hit this week because, as we said last week, it had some big competition with the number one movie also being a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And superhero movies, they don't tend to share very well. So if you hear any, like, rustling in the background, Shauna is flexing the Infinity Gauntlet. 
Where uh, did you get this from? I'm curious. I, they, they, it was on sale for Amazon during Black Friday. Oh. And yeah, I just bought the Infinity. This is the first time you see it? Yeah, you didn't show me this. I, no, I've never shown you that before. Oh, no, maybe. I was away. Because if it was last year, back Black Friday, I was overseas. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pr- I didn't no. bring it out and show you after. No, you're a huh. terrible friend. I am a terrible friend. Uh, yeah, Shauna is... Which I'm going to get into that when we talk about in Endgame. Um, but... Yeah, so Shazam is um, it's doing it's doing pretty well. It's uh, it's made its money. It's made three times its budget. So you'll definitely get a Shazam sequel, or you might see Shazam again. I don't know what mm-hmm. DC is gonna do. I with think the character. they were probably banking on it finishing like Ant Man numbers five hundred, yeah. but they I think they they kind of slotted in the wrong in the wrong period. Wrong I mean, period, right yeah. between Captain Marvel and yeah. uh, no, in <laughs> sorry, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Um, all right, so, so number four, we have Breakthrough with $6.3 million, $26.1 million, uh, world, uh, domestically, worldwide, I believe it is not much more. I believe, yeah, it's $33.7 million worldwide. Um, low, low budget, right? Yeah, I think the budget is like 15 to $20 million, and not showing budget right here, but um, something like that. So, I mean, I know it's past its budget, and you, it passed its budget last week, um, and it's, you know, it's doing great. Uh, for what it is, these types of movies don't tend to even make it into the top five. So uh, I I think they're very happy with Breakthrough, and it de- it got a bump last weekend with the Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, then on the <laughs> the other side of things, uh, not the religious film, but uh, Curse of La Llorona, mm-hmm. seven point five million dollars. It jumped down from number one last week. It's now at number mm-hmm. three. Uh, took quite a hit. Seventy one percent. Wow, that's down. a huge yeah, drop. Yeah, it's a huge drop. Uh, $7.5 million. I think the bad reviews also might have hurt this. You know, the funny thing is, I mean, yeah, the reviews aren't good, but I don't see anybody talking about this movie. Yeah. Like, on social media, normally you'd see people, whether or not it's good, they'll be tweeting about it, say, and worse, it's in the Conjuring universe. Right, right. But I don't see anybody, there's no mention of this movie. Yeah. I mean, the the thing about these movies, usually they get a little bit more money as the time goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of spread their legs a little bit, but this one has only made $41.2 million so far. On a nine million dollar budget, uh, Curse of La Llorona, yeah, it's made eighty six point nine million dollars oh. so far. So it'll probably get hundred, hundred and ten at mm. the very most. Yeah. Um, but I think compared to the other Conjuring films, uh, mm-hmm. this one has not performed as well. Um, it, I think it's an awkward slot. I feel like it's weird to have released it last week. I don't yeah. know because it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. And this, this feels like a August slot. Yeah, something like that where there's mm-hmm. nothing out and it can kind of just sweep mm-hmm. it up. Um, but yeah, I you know, I I think that is what it suffers from the most because we've seen horror movies that get bad reviews and they still make a lot of money. Yeah, I think it definitely was the positioning of this one at this time that made it. Um, not as successful as the other ones. Mm-hmm. But it's still, in a way, successful. It is, it is definitely <laughs> yeah. successful. It's $9 million. Yeah. I mean, like, at the end of the day, it just didn't make $200 million, Right, But, yeah. I mean, like, it's going to finish around yeah. 100, 100 plus. So, yeah, it's still good business for them. Yeah, I, I mean, say. Jason Blum can buy a Maserati. Like, he's, he's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> um, and number two is the movie that we thought was going to be at number five last exactly. week. Exactly. Yeah, this is... <laughs> We, I, I went, well, I marveled at the success of this movie's uh, numbers last week. So exactly. you can go back to listen to that, um, that episode. Because I really went into the, the why this was so phenomenal that it was back in, in the top five after, having, after being kicked out the week prior. Um, and with a, a boost in numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it's made $8 million this weekend, which has pushed it over to $413 million domestically. Uh, just to give you the worldwide total, it has made worldwide numbers of $1.1 billion, dollars. Wow. Um, which means um, this is not the first time this has happened, but this is another instance of Marvel having $2 billion movies mm -hmm. in the top five. I think Black Panther also yes. was at the same time it was as Infinity War. Time. Yeah. yeah, they were both in the top five and both Marvel had made a billion dollars. Um, well, Infinity War hadn't made a billion dollars just yet, mm -hmm. but it was on its way to. And uh, I feel like the, the whole top five just now has just been built up to this number one because that's what the whole show is going to be about, I is mean, just talking about this. I mean, look at it. Look at it. This is ridiculous. This is monumental. This is ridiculous. 350 and the next movie is $8 million. Yes. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, the, the, as in the number two movie is $8 million. Like, it's not 12, it's not 20. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a single um, digit, $8 million. And the the number one movie is three hundred and fifty million. That oh that God. that disparity just does not happen. Yeah, I mean this is ridiculous, and it's always Marvel. It's always Marvel, but <laughs> it's also the fact that people, when they see a Marvel movie, like a big Marvel movie coming out, they run scared because nothing else came out this week. Nothing else mm -hmm. is coming out next week. Like they don't want their movie to suffer because look what happens to the rest of the top five when exactly. this movie comes out. Anyway. $350 million domestically is um, Endgame's numbers, and that's very impressive. But what's more impressive is you look at the number one, uh, the, the, the worldwide gross for um, Avengers Endgame. History. It is, it is history in the making. Hey, this, is, this broke the box office. I have never seen anything like this. Yeah. I mean, you remember when The Force Awakens came out and it hit like 245? Yes. Yes. But this just makes it looks like it didn't try. Yep, because Endgame debuted with 1.2 billion with a B dollars mm -hmm. um, on its opening weekend. Now the budget um, I read somewhere is it could be between 300 to 400 million. Mm -hmm. Expected. And they made three times that opening weekend. Yeah. Oh my God. It's it, it's phenomenal numbers. It's not something that should happen. It's ridiculous. I'm kind of uncomfortable with it, but I it mean, happened. I mean, you 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 got it spot on. You you mean you took you took a risk. And I did. You said three hundred. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, what's, what's more, more historic, people, is Shauna is giving me credit for my job. Really? That that never happens. I Forget mean, Endgame still, making one point two billion. I how did that how did I lose? Because you're still fifty. The, you you have to be within I'm, fifty million. And you, no. Where, where is this arbitrary number you just pulling yeah, out? Where, where I mean, that's from? the rule. That's no, the rule. The rule has always been you have to be whoever is the closest to the number. You're not close. Three hundred <laughs> is closer than two seventy five, Shauna. <laughs> Um, so I am the winner this lose. week. I you am. Lose. Do, do, don't speak. Don't. I mean, you have to speak because it's a podcast. But um, three hundred and fifty million is close to three hundred million, closer than two seventy five. So la, la, la. I am definitely the winner. Um, All right, I'll give you this week. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I just I want to go into just a few things before we close out the box office, and then we can talk about Endgame a bit. We have twelve minutes left to the podcast. Uh, right. Avengers Endgame opened with 350 million. Uh, the gross worldwide, the gross domestically for Age of Ultron is 459. That's the lowest grossing wow. um, Avengers film. It's gonna definitely make up back that money. Um, Infinity War and the first Avengers made uh, 623 for Avengers, 678 for Infinity War. So, I mean, I think it's definitely gonna make back. Uh, that money, uh, the oh, definitely the highest-grossing MCU movie domestically is Black, Black Panther, Panther with seven hundred million, 
Uh, that's definitely the, the the most like Infinity War couldn't even touch that. Mm. I think it'd be really interesting to see how much staying power um, Endgame has for domestic theaters. Yeah, I I think that's that's if it has like strong legs over the next like two months. Yeah, I could see a cha- challenging. Um, um, what's that movie? Avatar. Called? Avatar. Right. I mean, that's been a discussion all day online. Is will this be the one to to unseat Avatar off the throne? Um, People have been bringing up the argument that Avatar comes out, or it came out later in the year, mm-hmm. and around that December time, there's less movies coming out, and people are, oh, you know, kids are out of school, and you can kind of sweep up for the rest of December and into January. Avengers, on the other hand, though, they have a lot of competition, not mm-hmm. the next next week, but in the coming summer weeks. Yes, because there's John Wick coming. John Wick there's is coming. Godzilla. The Detective Pikachu is coming yes. out in like two weeks. And I think Aladdin, Aladdin is coming. Aladdin is coming too. Um, so it's just Disney fighting itself at this point. But I mean, word of mouth, though. Word of people, mouth has been phenomenal. Already, yeah, people are already hitting this two, three times already. Yeah. So and and there's a huge groundswell of people just saying, do not spoil the movie for me because they don't want to see it. So yeah. Marvel definitely has the fear of missing out for next weekend as well. So I think ne- next weekend's numbers will be really telling. If next weekend does not have a sharp decline of like 50%, 65%, if it can maintain this kind of, you know, mm-hmm. huge numbers, then I think it has a definite shot at the billion or, or, or at the, um, the two billion to beat Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 2.8. 2.8, <laughs> right. Um, but right now, it's a great start, but it just depends on how long they can uh, maintain that support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. They're going to need strong word of mouth to do that. Yeah. And trust me, everybody's into endgames. So, but we'll see, though. Um, I think it has a shot. It legit. Has a shot. What makes me think that they have a shot more than anything is Captain Marvel still being in the top five. Because mm-hmm. that shows me, like, as we said last week, people running out to see Captain Marvel so they can get caught up for Endgame. Mm-hmm. Or just in the hype of the Marvel mania. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Endgame being that one movie that everybody has to see. I mean, they're just, they're going to run out to see it. So, yeah, it's just if they go out in the numbers that um, the, the Endgame needs to get to that... Um, Three billion dollar mark to beat Avatar. I don't know if it'll make three billion. Maybe it'll just just go over. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, just one more thing before we move on to our opinions on Endgame, um, which I was gonna pretend that I didn't like it, but um, I, I I ruined that when I said it was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. <laughs> um, but I don't really. I, I mean, you knew that I liked Endgame. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could I not? Um, Adjusted for inflation, I, I was looking at those numbers as well whenever this, um, a big release like this happens. Um, Gone with the Wind is still at the top. Uh, I believe the first Avengers movie is at number 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Endgame has a while before it is going to catch up to you know those kind of numbers. But um, yeah, still very impressive for, um, for, for you know, this, this movie that was one time an experiment you know, very pie in the sky. Will we even reach the first Avengers movie? Mm-hmm. And now we're at the fourth one, and it's and it has uh, really ruined how people perceive blockbusters and the amount of money that they are possible uh, that it is possible <laughs> to make. Uh, so, Shauna, mm-hmm. with all that said, Endgame is a huge success. People are loving it. What did you think of the movie? I thought it was great. I mean, I sat in the theater when it ended, and I was like, "Whoa." This is, I mean, I expected, uh, like, sorry, spoiler, like, mm-hmm. but where they traveled to and stuff, I did not expect that. 
I mean, I think they used they they use fan service well in this movie. People are complaining about fan service and stuff, but I think it was just used well. I I like I like how they handle the storytelling. Like um I want to say that uh all right, so I'm just going to say from from now um if there's any if there's any uh spoilers that we we say it's accidental. I'm going to let Shauna slide on that one. Mm-hmm. In fact, I might edit it out because I might only remember where the time was. Okay. <laughs> um, because I don't want to ruin this for people because it is such mm-hmm. an experience. There's so many things in it. Like, I was spoiled on a few things. Oh, you were and, spoiled. And okay. having be, I'll tell you what they were after. But having been spoiled on them, I, I do wish I could have seen them for myself in the theater. Mm-hmm. But... It's, it's impossible to spoil this entire movie. Mm-hmm. There are so many moments and so many things that, that happen in the movie mm-hmm. that you, you would spend the whole day trying to remember everything to spoil it for somebody. Yeah, like, and true. even then, when they went to the theater, they'd be like, oh, I didn't know that was happening. Like, mm-hmm. they, they did such a good job of, of hiding what was in the movie that I feel like they didn't have to try that hard because even if they showed a lot of stuff in the... There's no way you could show everything in the trailer. Exactly. Like the trailer, we, we were praising it for being so minimalist with like not showing much. You couldn't show everything. Exactly. Like it was impossible. The, even most of the trailer, like it's in the opening parts of the film. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was exactly. a funny part. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's mostly in the opening and then a little bit at the, the final fight. But mm-hmm. the little bit you get to the final fight is such a little bit. Yeah, like, very, very little. I, need to, I, need to, I can't sit up anymore because like, I'm just blown away still by what yeah. I saw. You know, also what was really... I mean, it's so character-focused. I mean, like the first... Like the first... The first hour. Yeah. yeah. I was no, about to say that. The first two hours. Yeah. It's like... So so wrapped up in character moments. Yeah. I'm surprised that persons aren't like arguing that where's the action and stuff. The, the crowd was no, just No, no, hold on a second. How could they argue where's the action? How yeah. could they possibly? How mm-hmm. could you leave that theater with the last 20 minutes of that exactly. movie? Exactly. Like, I'm a, people don't like The Incredible Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. But, so what, what that movie does is that it's the first Marvel movie to mm-hmm. nail that third act of just all-out action. Mm-hmm. Up until, like, the first Iron Man doesn't really have a good third act. Neither does Winter, ne- neither does First Avenger, neither does Thor, right? But Incredible Hulk, as, say what you will about the movie, it ends with two giant things punching the hell out of each other, and mm-hmm. that's fun to watch. Um, well. <laughs> this movie... Mm-hmm. Trust me, the third act was there amazing. Is, it was astounding. We've never seen anything like this. Everybody's like just, just screaming in the theater. Yeah. It was just crazy. I loved it. I mean, all all, all that character that we, you know, all that, all those character moments. Yeah. You are paid off at the end. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. That is the amazing thing. The action is not gratuitous. It's not just like, here's some good action to show exactly. you. I mean, it's great it's action. It's earned and it's character focused. And it, you know, you're motivated to really follow what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it rewards your attention. Trust right? me, it was epic. And I mean. like you were saying about the, the, the middle part of the movie. Yeah, there, it's a lot of fan service. And mm-hmm. when I was first watching it, I'm going to be honest, I thought... This is kind of too fan service for me. Like, mm-hmm. it, as someone who has rewatched these movies countless times, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, this is for someone like me. I kind of felt like you're kind of not really doing anything with this. You're kind of mm-hmm. just showing stuff. I, I but, thought they covered some ground. No, no, they did. But mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, um, at the end of all of that, I kind of got the reasoning behind it. Like everything 
turned back into okay this was for this reason this was showing the growth of this character this is showing yeah so they everything in the movie served a purpose Mm -hmm. um i thought um yeah, I mean, that's why I like. I liked it a lot. I, mean, I liked it a lot too. I did yeah. not expect that. I mean, apart from you know, the fan service part. I mean, yeah, how it affected each characters mm-hmm. and stuff. I liked it. I mean, it was just different from the other Marvel movies for yeah. me. I mean, and also Damien, the tone. Yes. I mean, it goes dark. It goes funny. It was mostly light, which I didn't expect, judging from the trailer, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I thought it balanced the tone. It was mostly light, but there were some parts that were very bleak. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the bleakest stuff I've seen. Right, besides Logan, which mm-hmm. is all about um, a man wanting to kill himself. But, um, I mean, you kind of have that in this movie as well. You know, there are characters that just don't want to be alive. Which, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is being a, a kid's movie. It goes to some dark places. Yeah. I mean, it shows some of that in a you funny way. That, I remember something. I remember yeah. a certain character. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Trust me. The, and that, that was one of the most surprising things. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you could really tell yeah. that that character, that actor, yeah. he's behind all of it. Because remember, I remember reading something the other day mm-hmm. saying that he was bored of the character. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. this was 100% I, 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 him. But I don't want you to say any more because no, that, that, that if, if you know anything about who we're talking about, that kind of tells you a lot. But I mm-hmm. definitely agree with you. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break. Well, it's gonna, not going to be quick for you listening. It's going to be like we never left. But yeah. we're going to take a break because Game of Thrones is about to come on. Yeah. And I want to go watch that. Battle of Winterfell. I don't know how the Battle of Winterfell is going to compare to the Battle of Endgame. Oh, yeah. But oh, we'll see. God. So be right back. All right. Okay, yeah, we're back. We just we just uh, watched the Game of Thrones episode, and uh, we'll get into it in a bit. I just want to finish off our conversation where we were just left off. Uh, we were talking about Endgame, and I just want to say a few more things on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Endgame might be the most comic book feeling movie that I've ever watched. Like okay. they, there were so many things in it that were just like this is something you only used to see in comic books, oh. but they made it work in a very like grounded way. Like, pretty much everything in the second half, mm-hmm. in, the, in the second act, was just, like, kind of out there comic book stuff, which I really, okay. really liked. Okay. Well, I'm, I didn't really grow up reading comics. So yeah. I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's our in-game talk and uh, just a few, just a few st- new stories before we close out. Did you watch the trailer for Gemini Man? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, let me summarize the trailer for you. You got Will Smith... And he's this trained veteran, and he's he's like an assassin, right? Goes to go after this one guy, but this one guy keeps anticipating his every move. Mm-hmm. Turns out, this guy that he's going after is a young Will Smith. He's a clone that mm-hmm. they've bred just for um, killing and war and all that stuff. Um, what's really funny in it, though, is young Will Smith has the Fresh Prince hair. With, oh. the, with the high top and everything. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I think, I mean, they've, they've gotten to the point where de-aging technology, you can just use that to fuel an entire movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't used to be the case where you could um, make a movie like this. Um, usually, if you'd have the sort of, you know, person fighting against a clone of themselves, it'd be like a robot, mm-hmm. and it would be the same age. But now we're at the stage where, I mean, they see it a lot in Endgame. There's lots of de-aging stuff in Endgame. Yeah, um, Michael Douglas. Michael look, Douglas look, is one. Look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it, I mean, th- I, we've never seen it used for the duration of an entire movie. Mm-hmm. So that will be interesting to see. That's it's true. directed by Ang Lee, um, oh. who, you know, he did Life of Pi, which was great. 
Um, he also did Hulk, which is not great. Yeah, nobody so, remembers that movie. So we'll yeah, we'll, but we'll see. We'll see how he does with um, Gemini Man, which is supposed to be coming out at the end of this year. Around October is when it is. Um, oh, we got some pictures from Lion King. I want to bring that up really quickly. So here we go. We have Rafiki here. Mm-hmm. Looking like a baboon. Um, <laughs> another picture of Scar, which I'm, I like the Scar design more yeah, as I see it. You I know, mean, there's nothing wrong with it. No, and he looks just—he looks very hungry, which is <laughs> something you need for Scar. True. Um, I like that he has like a villain beard, even though he's a lion. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Zazu, who—I mean—they really are erasing the sense of cartoonishness from this movie. Like everything is hyper realistic. Zazu mm-hmm. looks like a real bird. Um, so you're not really getting a sense of his facial features. So I'm wondering if they're going to get any emotion from that character. But uh, we'll see. And oh, we got Timon and Pumbaa lying down with Simba. And I like this because it looks like a very natural pose for like a creature. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like um, a, a movie. So it looks like a real life picture, which is, I guess, what they're going for with this movie. And uh, this shot here is basically a recreation of the original movie. Um, when Simba is being hoisted up in Pride Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but John, Fa- John Favreau, he came out and he said, this movie is not going to be a shot-for-shot remake. It's going oh. yeah, to be more of a reimagining, so closer to what Jungle Book was and less of what Beauty and the Beast was. So anybody who was afraid that this was not going to um, be able to capture that, um, you know, you can rest easy. Okay. Um, Somebody actually said, do you believe this? Um, somebody said on Twitter that, they La- think Lion King will open bigger than Endgame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, people love the Lion King, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're gonna ramp up the the uh, the the promotion of it. Uh, by the way, if you're hearing anything, folks, there's some Game of Thrones fans reacting to the episode mm-hmm. outside. They're being very loud on audio. I don't, I don't want to ruin their fun though, so mm-hmm. um, just bear with them. Um, yeah, they haven't really done much advertising for Lion King. We've had one mm-hmm. teaser trailer, another trailer, which was kind of another teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't really gotten a lot of footage. Um, but every time they do release something, you know, people, like, rave about it. It, it really it gets trending. People are really all over it. So, yeah, as it gets closer to the time, we'll probably see more. But, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I don't think so. I, mm-hmm. I don't get the sense that it's going to I think reach. our generation is going to flock to it. But yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. I don't think it will have the same um, reach that Avengers. I mean, it will it'll probably make a billion dollars. Oh, for sure. But it's not going to um, do that it's amazing. $350 million opening. Yeah, it's not going to do that. It's not going to It's not gonna come close to that, no. It might be... Um, 200. Maybe, I, if, if even that. I don't even think mm-hmm. it would be that much, yeah. Um, the Men in Black trailer, I didn't watch it. I, I assumed Shauna would, so she could kind of come off me with that. No. But <laughs> I didn't watch that. Um... We got this picture from Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the next Marvel movie after Endgame. It's mm-hmm. a quick shot of just Spider-Man and Mysterio. Um, funny thing here, they don't look like enemies in this shot. Um, it kind of looks like they're both being debriefed by Nick Fury or something. Yeah. Like they're just both with S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so it might be a case where Mysterio is not a villain in this movie, or maybe it's a case that he is... Uh, pretending to be a good guy, and then mm-hmm. it turns out in the third act that he was a villain the whole time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he saw he was a villain at first, and then right. he saw a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, that would be a good twist for, for fans, but Mysterio in the past has, in, in the comics, he's been sort of a guy who, you know, he just wants people to like him, which is why he oh. always makes the illusions and stuff. So maybe he's um, positioning himself to be the hero, mm-hmm. but in fact, he's the one causing all this stuff. 
and then Spider-Man figures it out and mm-hmm. he has to, you know, knock down Shield's golden boy or whatever. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, I hope that he does a good job with that because I think he's a good actor. And um, yeah, that should be interesting. And the first um, Marvel movie after Endgame has a lot that, you know, it has to um, contend with because... Mm-hmm. I mean, this the Spider-Man Homecoming did not do amazing opening numbers. It made a lot of money as it went on, but mm-hmm. it didn't open very strongly. I think this will get a big bump from Endgame. Oh, definitely. Um, let me see what else we have here. Uh, Tom and Jerry, they're making a Tom and Jerry movie, if I, you didn't know that. Wait, it's for real? Yep, it's for real. Oh, and Lord. they have cast Kick-Ass star Chloe Grace Moretz. She played Hit Girl on Kick, in Kick-Ass. Uh, kick uh, she's going to be the human lead in Tom and Jerry. What are you doing, Chloe? Now, I don't know about you, but do you remember a human lead in Tom and Jerry? Yeah, they don't show their face. Though. Exactly. <laughs> so why are they casting? Some, it should be just like the producer's wife's leg or whatever. It's going to be like um, or the Garfield. Like it's going to be like one of those. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's going to be like um, Garfield or Alvin and the Chipmunks. Or, I mean, at least those, there was a person in those originally. Mm-hmm. Like you had Dave from Alvin and the Chipmunks. You had... John from Garfield, mm-hmm. but I mean, Tom and Jerry is about Tom and Jerry. It's not really about a huge because I feel like it's just gonna be her reacting mm-hmm. to Tom and Jerry doing things. Um, which the only reason, oh, you want to say something? Tim Story, oh lord, Tim Story. <laughs> oh, he's directing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Tim Story, who directed Fantastic Four, oh lord, the first two. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Why are you excited? I'm suddenly excited. He also did, uh, I think it was Best Man Holiday. Um, and the the Best Man series. Uh, I think he did those movies. But, um, yeah, he's not my favorite director. He's okay, but he's not terrible. I mean, he can be terrible. He's done some terrible things. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure about it. It's going to be terrible. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, I know why they're making it. It's to make money, but I don't think this is going to make money. No, I do not think so either. The only good thing is if they're bringing in a lead, right? That tells me that they're going to keep Tom and Jerry quiet. You know, like they're going to keep Tom and Jerry as like silent. Mm-hmm. Part, like, because in the, in the original cartoon, they don't speak. You just kind of watch them do what they do. You know, I'm actually curious about this movie, though. I'd like to see a first trailer. I'm definitely curious yeah. about it, yeah. Um, I hope the CGI doesn't look bad because that, yeah. that can kill a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other cartoon to live action news, I don't have the story up here. Excuse me, but um, they they are doing a Rugrats live action movie that was announced <laughs> this week, and that is a that's that's one that, which is very strange to me because you see the people complaining about the Lion King thing where they make Lion King look too realistic, which I understand where they're coming from, um, but I kind of appreciate the realism to mm-hmm. Lion King, and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But Rugrats, I don't see how you can do that movie. Because <laughs> the, the, the kids are designed in yeah. this way that they look kind of ridiculous. Like, Tommy's face does not look like a normal head. Um, I mean, it's live action. If they make CG versions of the Rugrats, that's going to look horrific. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see a CG um, Chucky Finster with the big purple glasses. And if they make him, you know, if they just cast real people as the babies, what's the point? Like, why not just go watch Baby Geniuses or something again? Like, I, Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Maybe yeah. they're going to go in the way of Baby Genius and just have them just all wacky like the cartoon and yeah. stuff. But that is, I, I hope it's stuck in development. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. It, I would love to see an animated Rugrats movie, like a big budget 
Um, mm. Rugrats, because they've made one before and it was great. Um, but I don't feel like this is something that suits live action. I really don't. Um, it, I, I feel like it, the, the images I have in my mind, it just looks really horrific. Like something that's from Nightmares. So I don't know if I'm going to um, be entertained by mm-hmm. that. By the way, what's going on with the Sonic movie, though? Um, we just got some images and then... We I got mean, some images I and... the trailer would have been on the horizon, but Well, nothing. the trailer premiered at, I think it was WonderCon or something like that, and it mm-hmm. got blasted on Twitter. Wow. Like, terrible, terrible word of mouth. So I think they're doing some, like, re-editing, maybe some re oh. of the things. So, just to, so that when they come up with a trailer, mm-hmm. it fools people into thinking it's a good movie. Is it... Is it supposed to be released this year? Or this year, yeah. Whew. And we haven't seen anything for it, which is it's a bad sign. May. It's almost May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of May, we're going to talk about... We didn't talk about this already, but we're going to talk about the movies to come out next week. And uh, since I won, I'm going to go first. didn't win. I did win. Um, let me see. Okay, release schedule. And <laughs> Why are we here. even looking at that? Why are we looking at that? I don't know. Um, but we have... Okay, The Intruder. Which, oh, that's the one with Michael Ely and, oh, I forget her name, but it's Dennis Quaid is, he's the, the villain. In it. Oh, he's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, the, I the remember thriller. seeing a preview. Right. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> who, is the, who is the woman in that movie? Oh, it's Megan Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me see. I know we got Long Shot, which is a comedy. Oh, I know this one. This is a Seth Rogen, uh, Charlie Theron movie. Oh, man. Um. El Chicano, what is it? I don't know what El Chicano is. Um, you know what this is? Joe no. Carnahan, rated R. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea is. what that is either. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Ugly Dolls, I think I've heard of this one. Um, yeah, I've yeah, heard of this I've one. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, classic. Under, that, that's not making any money. That is, that's, <laughs> not making a, that's not making a dime. Mm-hmm. Ice-T is one of the voices. Are you kidding me? Uh <laughs> Nick Jonas, Nick Janelle Monae, Kelly Clarkson, Wanda Sykes, Emma Roberts, Jane Lynch, Ice-T, Gabriel Igley. I don't think I've seen a worse cast in my life. <laughs> that is a terrible cast. of What the hell? Emma who, Roberts. Whoever Wanda is the, Sykes. Yes. Whoever is the casting director for this needs to be fired and kicked out of Hollywood. Okay. Um, it's kind of a hard top five just because I don't know what's going to be the rest of the top five. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what's going to be number one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay. Number one will be Endgame. Uh, number two, I think, will be Longshot. It has a, quite a lot of theaters, and I've seen some word of mouth about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they do counter-programming like that a lot. Sometimes you have a big budget movie and, you know, big superhero epic. You can have this smaller comedy mm-hmm. on the other side for people who don't like the big superhero stuff. So Avengers Endgame, number one. Longshot for number two. I think... Do, Will people be watching Captain Marvel still? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, okay. I'll say Ugly Dolls for number three, because that's a lot of theaters. Uh, Intruder for number four, and Captain Marvel for number five. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All righty. I think Endgame will repeat. Stay I at think, the top. Hopefully. Uh-huh. Uh, number two, I would put... I'd say, let me just put Ugly Dolls at number two. Okay. Because you never know. You never uh, know. <laughs> number three, let's put Long Shot. Okay. Number four, you can put The Intruder. Right. 
And number five, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay. Let me just... Okay, so we don't have the same top five. Our number two and our number three are switched around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that should be an interesting one for next yeah, week. Okay. Because we're going to both end up losing. We just are, watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not... It would, well, we'll, we'll have the number one, which really sure? is... <laughs> it's all that will matter for next week. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, I think that's it. That's it. that's it for this episode. Sorry for the break in the middle if it was um, discombobulating, but um, mm-hmm. we we had an episode. Oh wait, you know what? No, let me just bring that out. Um, let's give our thoughts for the Game of Thrones episode that just passed. Oh, that was non-stop action. Yeah. It was tense. Yeah, it was it was near perfect. For uh, me. It was near. I, I but I had problems with the visuals at points. Yeah, I didn't stuff. love it. I, I you didn't love it. No, well. Or maybe because of the noise. Not, no, it's not really the noise because I've I've been in that environment before mm-hmm. and and you know, um, it hasn't. And I watched Endgame last night and there was so much noise. So, um, oh, for real? Yeah, my the, theater the, was just the, very disciplined. Really? Yeah, they were laughing. They laughed when they should laugh. Yeah, they cheered when they should cheer. That's interesting. Yeah, that, okay. trust me. No, my my so theater was like we were at a sports um show. Wow, it was I'm like, sorry to yeah. hear that. No, it was fun. It was like mm-hmm. I got caught up in it. Like I was shouting along yeah, with no, them. No, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I'm like, shut the hell up. I'm trying to watch it. But then I just, I couldn't help myself. So what did you like about it? Uh, I mean, I did. I would just watch Endgame, which was like the, the perfect <laughs> um, yeah. filming of, of a battle ever. Uh, I, hmm. All right. So I, I thought the, the start of the episode it was very good in building that suspense mm-hmm. of what's coming. Tense. And, but it was then, really tense. Yeah, it was really tense. And then what came was, and this is just initial thoughts. I'll probably change my, my thinking on it later on you know, after some um, contemplation. But it just, it kind of was chaotic. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that the, the battle is supposed to be chaotic. It's supposed to feel mm-hmm. like what the hell is going on. But... It didn't really give you a sense of where certain characters were. Yeah, that's and, true. You know what it was that they were doing that gave agency to the battle. You know, eventually you would you would get a sense of, um, okay, this person's there, this person's. There. It did, it wasn't really until the second half of it mm-hmm. where you know most of the the soldiers had died and mm-hmm. you know the the stakes of the battle they weren't really raised. It was sort of just like. It was the same threat, um, but just more of it, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know. I just, I felt like uh, I kept waiting for... Oh, you're expecting more. I guess, maybe, well, maybe that's it. I mean, I was just like, I, I was waiting for the, the um, battle to begin. And it just felt like I was constantly in the preparation for the beginning until a certain point mm-hmm. where things kind of slowed down and you got to get a sense of where people were and all that stuff. Um, but, I mean, I thought the conclusion of the battle... It was again, satisfying. Well, mm-hmm. it was satisfying, but it was also kind of like... Anticlimactic. I mean, it, it was climactic. Like, it was exciting and everything. It was just... Uh, it, it, it was sort of like... For a show that constantly subverts expectations of, you know, what you think is going to happen is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I felt like the end of the battle was sort of like, well, it had to happen that way. You know, mm-hmm. like there was there was no other. I mean, there were certain surprises along the way, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was a, a, a finale that made me go like, all right, let me put it this way. 
So you know how in the Battle of the Bastards, there's the moment where John is completely swallowed by all the um, all of Ramsay's soldiers, and then the people come in and you know um, mm. they save him. Or in the battle north of the Wall, when again John is being um, threatened by enemies, and then the dragons come in at the last second. The episode had a lot of moments like that, but it it didn't really feel like um, a triumphant moment. It was more like, yeah, okay, this, this what you're setting up here can't happen if we have three more episodes to go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I don't know. They, I, I was kind of let down by it. I'm gonna watch it again mm-hmm. to see if I can if if my thoughts change on it. But how did you feel about it? Overall? I liked it. Okay. I mean, the tension. And everything, but I just struggled with 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 some visuals because mm-hmm. I had, as you said, you uh, you didn't know where certain characters were. It was really blurry, but I mean, it was tense. Yeah. But one thing though, I mean, once the red woman comes in play, you kind of knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I think that kind of eased. I mean, I was I was I was happy that she did what she did. Yeah. Which is Arya, but that kind of like eased it down a bit. I think that was what was it for me. Like, I did not feel the tension. Mm. I didn't feel tension for most of the episode. It just felt like uh, I was waiting on the right moment where... No, it's still running. Sure. (laughs) Not really. But But yeah, so I kind of knew that, you know, she was going to take on the king. Yeah. Yeah, so that... I mean, maybe if the, the, the red woman, like, it was a vision or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the moment she mentioned blue eyes and stuff, I'm saying, okay, she's going to go down there. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 she she was the the through line of the battle. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a... There, the, the most clarity any character got was her. Mm-hmm. Not even before that moment. Every other character was kind of all over the place. And, I mean, they, they have a lot of characters to deal with, of course. But, mm-hmm. like I said, I just saw Endgame. Mm-hmm. where they had way more characters in a shorter um, time of battle. And there was coherence. There was, you know, you knew where characters were and what they were doing. And there was stakes every time, you know, you saw that character. And, you know, you, you got a moment with, with each of them. And, you know, this didn't really show me that. Um, okay. But that's, that's just me. Um, I'm going to watch it again as well. Yeah, yeah so am I. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that. And... Um, yeah, that's that's the show, everybody. I'm sorry for being a downer about the episode in case you liked it. But if you did, you can let us know on Twitter. I am at Dami Movies on Twitter. That's D-A-M-I Movies. You can follow Shauna. At Shauna WTF. And you can uh, reach us, reach the podcast at DamienMichaelMovies.com or at DamienMichaelMovies on Instagram. You can also find the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes and anywhere you can find podcasts. And, yep, that's it. All right, Thank guys, you, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye.